All right, welcome to the Gospel for Life. I am one of your hosts, Josh Bales, pastor at the Well Church in Boise. We have Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring Reformed Church. We have Pastor Russ Herman from Cloverdale Reformed Church. And we have a guest host today, Tim Hazelbaker from Middleton First Baptist. So glad you are here with us today, brother. Thank you for having me back. Yeah. So I think we are going to make a record for the longest running series in the history of radio. Uh, we've been going through Paul Tripp's book, Do You Believe? I think this is like part 85 or something. Yeah. It took us about halfway through <laughs> before we could actually give the title each time. That's right. Yeah. We, we just have the title down now, right? <laughs> so this this book, as we've been saying, um, I think there's some, some weaknesses of the book, but the strength of the book is that it gives you doctrine and then application on each um, on each particular theme. And so... Looking at the table of contents here, it talks about um, Scripture, um, the doctrine of Scripture, and then Scripture in everyday life, and then it gives the doctrine of God and God in everyday life, and then it just does that with every theme, and that's so important, right? Because I think one of the two ways that we can become imbalanced in our daily walk is that if we're kind of all head or all theology and no practical application, or vice versa, if we're trying to do practice and we're trying to do application but we have it's not grounded in in theology and scripture and so i think he does that balance really well so today we're talking about sanctification um which follows from justification maybe before we jump into this maybe it would be a good idea to just do some recommendation book recommendations on the topic there are some wonderful books out there and it might be helpful for our listeners to just have some books in their arsenal that they can go to Okay, I'll give a sideways book. Uh, it's not directly on sanctification, but we've talked about this before. Um, Sinclair Ferguson's book, The Whole Christ. Uh, the latter chapters will deal with with sanctification, but it 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 shows how even reform people can be legalists, or on the other hand, antinomian. And I think he really fleshes that out really well. I have um, J.C. Ryle's Holiness. That's one of my favorite books. And I have it here. I was planning on just reading it the whole thing through, if that's okay. Yeah, this series. <laughs> You're a J.C. Ryle fanboy, aren't you? I am. Yeah, that's right. Unashamed. You know, I, you know, he baptized babies, right? I heard something like that. <laughs> a rumor. I think Kevin DeYoung's book "Hole in Our Holiness" is, is a helpful, short. Um, pithy book on on sanctification and then if you're looking for something a little bit um, more comprehensive you can read dr beaky's newer book a contra uh, comprehensive look at holiness so those are two i'm not going to add to this if you if you remember ryle and kevin de young's book i think that you'll do well yeah all right well then let's jump into it um Let's begin with the doctrinal part, which is what we have to begin with. What is sanctification? There are, when you take the the traditional Reformed um, confessional statements, all of them in some way or another deal with, well, what is sanctification? And they can be quite lengthy, but the idea is that justification being renewed by God. So the whole process of salvation, you're regenerated by the Holy Spirit. You come to saving faith um, in justification. Your sins are forgiven. The righteousness of of Christ is imputed or counted to you. And then what flows out of that is sanctification, that you become that which you are positionally in Christ. 
So you possess righteousness, you've been declared to be holy, and then in sanctification, that's worked out in the process of life, that you are becoming holy in thoughts, words, actions, in in all aspects of your life. And the concept is not just that sin is totally eradicated, because that would claim too much, uh, or just simply counteracted, or sin counteracted, that's to say too little, but... We're talking about a, a change that has worked in us by uh, the Holy Spirit freeing us from sinful habits and forming in us those affections, Christ-like affections and virtues that, um, you know, where we're renewed in the image of Christ. And it's a it's something that we're part of. It's not something that, that happens to us. It's something that uh, is worked in us and worked out from us. Ryle, his definition of sanctification is the inward spiritual work which the Lord Jesus Christ works in a man by the Holy Ghost when he calls him to be a true believer. He not only washes him from his sins and his own blood, but he also separates him from his natural love of sin and the world and puts a new principle in his heart and makes him practically godly in life. Mm. And I think it's just so important to have clear in your mind what belongs to sanctification and what belongs to justification. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of damage can happen um, to a person if they begin to confuse the two. Mm -hmm. Um, So we just want to make sure we're clear. We're not speaking about earning our salvation. The the process of sanctification has nothing to do with whether we are right with God or not. Yeah. Um, that is a process that God works on his own in justification, that it's a one-sided work of God and God's grace in the hearts and lives of sinners. Yeah. So that sanctification has nothing to do with your salvation in the part of that we are earning it or yeah. meriting it. Yeah. It has everything to do with our salvation in the fact that it flows out of yeah. that work of, of God in justification. Sanctification depends upon a person being justified, but justification does not depend upon sanctification. That's right. Justification is a one-time act. Sanctification is a lifelong process. Yes. Can I, I – this is where my J.C. Ryle fanboy, I'm worried about <clears throat> dominating. No, please. But Ryle has eight points of distinction between – Justification, justification and sanctification. Mm. I think they're very helpful. Let's hear you, it. you mind no. if I share those? Yeah, no. please. Justification is the reckoning and counting a man to be righteous for the sake of another, even Jesus Christ the Lord. Sanctification is the actual making a man inwardly righteous, though it may be very feeble in degree. The righteousness we have by our justification is not our own, but the everlasting perfect righteousness of our great mediator Christ imputed to us and made our own by faith. The righteousness we have by sanctification is our own righteousness, imparted, inherent, and wrought in us by the Holy Spirit, mingled with much infirmity and imperfection. Mm. Three, in justification, our own works have no place at all, and simple faith in Christ is the one thing needful. In sanctification, our own works are of vast importance, and God bids us fight and watch and pray and strive and take pains and labor. Four, justification is a finished and complete work, and a man is perfectly justified the moment he believes. Sanctification is an imperfect work, comparatively, and will never be perfected until we reach heaven. Five, justification admits of no growth or increase. A man is as much justified the hour he first comes to Christ by faith as he will be to all eternity. 
Sanctification, on the other hand, is an eminently progressive work and admits of continual growth and enlargement so long as a man lives. Six, justification has a special reference to our persons, our standing in God's sight, and our deliverance from guilt. Sanctification has a special reference to our natures and the moral renewal of our hearts. Justification gives us our title to heaven and our boldness to enter in. Sanctification gives us our meetness for heaven, or that's the old way of saying... um, Fitness. Fitness, yeah. Uh, And prepares us to enjoy it when we dwell there. And the last one, justification is an act of God about us and is not easily discerned by others. Sanctification is the work of God within us and cannot be hid in its outward manifestation from the eyes of men. Yeah. Man, that's so good. We don't have anything else to say. We'll just end the show there. (laughs) (laughs) I think, um, so what Ryle just did and, and what we've been doing on the program is distinguishing between justification and sanctification. If you get those distinctions wrong, then you'll either become a legalist or an antinomian. Um, holding them um, in their proper boundaries is what uh, causes a person to believe the gospel of grace and strive for that holiness without which no one can see the Lord. And just to be clear, a legalist takes the perspective that our works are necessary for our our right standing before God, and then you seek to impose them upon other people. That it the life of faith is a life of 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 duty and earning and merit, um, that salvation is something that can be earned. And then you place all of those requirements on other people. This is the error that Paul was addressing in the book of Galatians. The other side of that, the antinomian part is, well, because Christ accomplished everything in my salvation, I have salvation, and therefore I can live however I want after putting my faith in Jesus Christ, and it doesn't matter um, because I'm my right standing before God is based upon Jesus Christ, and so good works, a life of sanctification or holiness, however you want to talk about it, is immaterial. That's right. And both, both are incorrect. Yeah. And Ryle was helpful in, in, in helping us walk that middle ground. Yeah. And, I, and I, we've already talked about it, but some people get the idea of uh, sanctification before justification which is what this goes to um you know when we put sanctification before being declared just before god um that's the cart before the horse that's you know the this is uh you know puts a person in that constant i'm preparing to be holy you know repentance isn't about preparing it is about uh confessing our sins before god and then uh, having him forgive us, declare us righteous, and then we begin to work out the the gifts that he's given to us in sanctification. Yeah. So, um, so Tripp talks about how this is a, a slow and humbling process. Um, I think sometimes it's helpful to do little, um, well, why didn't God do it like this way questions? Because I think those kind of questions uncover some deep truth. Why didn't God just, you know, take us to heaven when we got saved? Like, we were born again, we were justified. Why didn't he just immediately translate us to heaven, right? Um, Why this slow, long process? And I I would say one of the answers to that, and and this came from um, David Brainerd, who was a great missionary to the Indians during the time of Jonathan Edwards. He asked the question, why doesn't God just take us to heaven when we get justified? And And he says this, that God designs that those whom he sanctifies in part here 
and intends for immortal glory shall tarry a while in this present evil world, that their own experience of temptations may teach them how great the deliverance is which God has wrought for them, that they may be swallowed up with thankfulness and admiration to eternity. In other words, what he's saying is that as we fight with our sin, and oftentimes we fall on the ground and lose and come under these temptations, we see, we experience the great deliverance which Jesus wrought for us. Um, we experience, we start to taste what he, what he suffered in the Garden of Gethsemane and how great um, it was to overcome the wrath of God for our sin. Now, we never experience that in whole. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is we start to see, oh, that, so if my struggle with sin is so difficult, Jesus, how much more was your struggle against the, the sin of, of those you, you redeemed? So I think it has a great gospel purpose for it. I think the whole idea of sanctification, um, when you first become a believer, I, oftentimes, especially if you're born and raised in the church, you don't realize the, the sinfulness of your own heart. And now that I'm 40 years into the faith, I realize just how sinful my own heart is. Um, as I grow in grace, it doesn't make me see less of my sin. It makes me actually see more of my sin. Mm -hmm. And it's humbling to realize that, that that's still within me. Um, and it makes me more dependent upon Christ, it makes me more and more realize how much I need his ongoing work of his spirit to cleanse me from not the sin from without, but the sin within. And I think that's part of the reason why we don't get transported as soon as we're saved. Yeah. This has been the Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time.